Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Got Mental Health Podcast. I am your co-host, Rachel Cove. I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur, author, artist, mother, and certified recovery coach. I'm your co-host, Arthur Mogilevsky, entrepreneur, girl dad, animal activist, and owner of AM Healthcare, a premier substance abuse and mental health treatment program. With the collective experience of 21 years working in the mental health field, we are excited to bring to you a safe and fun place to talk all things mental health. We will be interviewing experts, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and professionals in the entertainment industry to better educate, inform, and inspire our community to have positive mental wealth. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Got Mental Health Podcast. I am your co-host, Rachel Cove, along with my other co-host, Arthur Mugolevsky. Mugolevsky, Rachel. Whatever. Let's get it right. I'm so excited to talk to you today about this subject. Me too. Which subject? Resilience. Resilience. And perseverance. Perseverance. First of all, I just want to say, as much as we treat each other like competitive brother and sister. We do. I think so. There's no competition here. There's absolutely competition here. (laughs) (laughs) And I am the winner. I admire your ability to persevere more than words can express. And Mm -hmm. I feel like without you knowing your teacher mentor for me in this world of business and balancing work life, family life. And I think resilience and perseverance are two of the most important skills that people need to mm. get good at. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't, it, I don't think it's a get good at type of thing, right? Yeah. It's muscle memory. It's training. It's, but it's not something that you can sit at home and learn. You don't think so? I disagree. I That's my philosophy behind it. I think it's something that it comes from experience and recognizing at times when you are in a funk or in a bad position or things are being thrown at you and learning to push through. It's not something that I, like, Yeah, it's important to hear from other people. It's important to remind yourself about it. But until like shit hits the fan, until things actually start happening, that's when you're really going to start testing out your resiliency, resiliency and your perseverance. Why do you think that it's not something that... Because I think it's something we are innately born with. Think that, think about it. Okay. Babies fall, what do they do? Get back up. Until they're shamed for it. Well, that's a whole different conversation. I know, but there, so I think it's something that we innately have, but I am curious because so many people, they just give up when bad things happen to them, or they just think that there's nothing that they can do. And I, for someone that I really feel like we're, we all have this ability to be resilient. If you're a baby, you are learning to walk and you fall down every single time in order to learn to walk. So what in your experience yeah did you grow up with parents that you learned resiliency from did you learn that was it modeled for you i think there's a combination of a couple of things right so i think the first thing is that competitive nature right it's it's not willing to lose for me personally doesn't mean that's like that for everybody right and that doesn't mean that you can't be resilient or or persevere through difficult times and constantly have that fear of losing, right? That's just me personally. So I think that was my biggest driver. I think by growing in a household that was, my father was very competitive with me. So we always played sports. He always encouraged and pushed me to challenge myself and not give up and all of these things. I think that comes with a lot of other things as you grow up. But I think from a place that I'm at right now as an adult, it's, for me, it's hard to lose. Why? I don't know. It's hard to describe it. I, uh, cause I think that I'm capable of winning 
no matter what. But that's what I love about you. That's what you teach me. It's like, no matter yeah. what you win. Right. You're capable of winning. And, and again, I pause because I, I don't want to come off as this narcissistic, egotistical human. Too but late. I know. <laughs> but no, but, but the reality is though, is that it feels good to win. And I don't know anybody who would say otherwise. And so I think that me, that's just, and that's just one factor, by the way. I think getting through difficult times is not just black or white, win, loss. That's what's going to determine whether you're going to get through a difficult time or not. I, I think that is one piece of it. That is definitely, um, I think winning, losing, that's part of perseverance and fighting through difficult times. It's important that one believes and trusts in themselves. How do you develop trust in yourself? I think that's through trial and error. And it I, comes from losing, don't you think? It does, absolutely. That's why I said, I never said that I don't lose. I said, I don't like to lose, mm -hmm. like to win. Now I will still lose and I will still win. You develop that sense of trust in yourself and your ability to make decisions, especially on the fly, by losing and winning, right? By experience, by growing. I think that's part of life. It's You correlated it to a child falling and getting back up. That's a very small defeat. If you think about it in retrospect, for that child, it's a huge one, right? But in, in the world we live in and the things that we're challenged with on a daily basis, that's nothing. That's cakewalk. But it's all about perspective, right? So as life progresses, as you get older, as more challenges come start coming your way, you learn how to adapt. You learn how to believe in yourself. You learn that everything that you've learned from starting to walk, to run, to play sports, to go to school, to read, to write, to all these things, relationships, yeah, you use all of that information to help you make decisions. Sometimes it's gonna be wrong, sometimes it's gonna be right. So I think first is that I don't want to give up, right? I think giving up is the last resort in the sense you have to always keep fighting and always keep putting, moving forward. And I think that the knowledge you learn throughout your life helps you make decisions to be able to do that. Speaking of making quick decisions on the fly, because I think a lot of people have to deal with making really quick decisions on the fly yeah. where they don't have a lot of time to think. So it's not, if you look at it in the perspective of time and how much you have of it, you're already losing. Okay, go ahead and talk about that. Because time is te technically infinite. And what I mean by that, it is and it isn't, right? You have an abundance of time. If, you, if your excuse always is that I don't have enough of it, it just means that you're not managing it properly. I love that you said that. I cannot stand when people say, I don't have enough time to do this. Yeah. No, you do. You don't create enough time. You're not good with your time management skills. And I think it's an excuse to avoid responsibility, to avoid accomplishing your dreams because you're afraid. Yeah, I think that I th there's a deeper meaning to the statement, I don't have the time. And I'm not going to go too d deep into that, but a lot of it is personal inner conflicts. It's struggling with depression, it's struggling with anxiety, it's struggling with relationship. It, it, there's so many things that lead to the idea that I just don't have enough time. Because from the outside perspective, you look at somebody who says that and you start counting all the things that they did in the day. And, you, and I've done this to people that I love and it's frustrating for me, but I understand also where they're coming from. And so I try to be sensitive to their situation. In the end of the day, I started looking at it. Like, you did this, you did that, and you did this. If you add all that up, it's about five, six, seven, 10 hours of your day. What happened to the other 14? I know. So it's like, I don't have the time. Okay, so how much of the time did you spend in your mind 
feeling depressed, feeling lonely, feeling lost, feeling all these things. And so when you look at it that way, yeah, they don't have the time because they're spending most of their time reflecting and focusing on the things that are unhealthy for mm. them and they get lost in that and, and sometimes there are healthy things right so it's like sometimes yeah. i'll sit there and i'll reflect and i'll come up with ideas and i'll strategize and i'll do all these things and i think that's healthy because that's going to help me move forward but when i think about all the things i don't have and where i'm at and who likes me and who doesn't like me and what i've lost and that's unhealthy time management right and so in in the state of thinking and processing and the idea that i don't have time and it's there's not enough time for me to make quick decisions it's a fallacy it's not you're able to make decisions and you technically i forgot what study it was it was years ago that i heard about this so don't quote me on it but your mind makes a decision about what particular subject or topic or idea within 15 seconds of you thinking of it like the moment of the moment i said or someone asked me hey do you want to go to lake tahoe to ski within 15 seconds i already had an answer it was a yes or no now what's happening is your mind your trauma your thoughts your history your everything is now starting to create contemplation it starts creating questions it starts getting in the way it starts complicating the simple question of do you want to go skiing in lake tahoe <laughs> Right. And, right. and I, I'm making a joke of it, but that's and honestly, that's the way that I look at everyday problems that come up. They're very simple. They're not complex. I'm not solving world hunger here. That's a complex question because there's so many facets to it. And even then it's, it could be an easy solution, right? Then it leads you to the next. So again, going back to it, I think it's just that our minds are so complex. There's so many moving parts and we overcomplicate simple questions and, and, and listen, I do too. I mean, nobody's perfect. Right. But when I'm in that fight or flight stance, I'm fighting. Right. And so when I'm fighting, those decisions are coming off like rapid fire. Right. But that's, that's me. Now in talking about competition, because you're speaking to a lot of different things, you're speaking to competition, you're speaking to mindset connecting both mindset and competition. I don't remember if it was Kobe Bryant that said this, or if it was Michael Jordan that said this, but they said that the biggest, the person you are competing against the most is yourself. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. Tell me about that. Yeah. Great question. I think the only thing that gets in someone's way of success is themselves. Why? Because uh, going back to what I just mentioned earlier, I think that you start creating these ideas that especially I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say somebody started a business, they, whatever, they got into a career, they got into a relationship, doesn't matter, and it didn't work out. As soon as that, there's two kinds of people from in this world. There are the people that are, and again, I'm oversimplifying it, but there are people that are going to take that loss, they're going to learn from the loss, and they're going to grow. And so the next time they're in the same exact position, they're going to do things a bit differently. That is profound. Hold on. There are people who are in those positions and they can't get out of those holes. And as time progresses, those holes become deeper and darker. And then they start saying, it was my fault. They start doubting themselves. And so it's a very dangerous place to be in, right? Because you are more than capable of getting out. You are more than capable of becoming successful. But the more you start doubting yourself, the more you start focusing on your interpersonal issues, blaming yourself, saying that it's your fault, 
that you didn't do this right, you didn't do that, you didn't do that, it creates that bigger hole and becomes harder and harder to get out of. So again, going back to your question of competition, the only person that really gets in the way of true success is yourself. It's not the guy who has more money or the gal that has more money than you. It is not the person that has a fancier car or has a better education. It has nothing to do with that. It's your abilities. There are plenty of people out there that have a lack of education and are self-made billionaires. How do you explain that? It's not an anomaly. It's happened. And it's happened more than once. And there are people that have educations and they're also extremely wealthy or they I'm just measuring it in a sense of monetary gain. But even relationships, right? There are people that grew up in unhealthy households with that had an unhealthy relationship of their parent, their father and mother. They have a beautiful relationship with their spouse. There are people that had a phenomenal upbringing with their parents and they're in a horrible relationship with their loved one. The key denominator there is you. It sounds like people have to take control of their mindset. Yeah. And people have to take control of their behaviors and their actions. And it sounds like very early on, you made a distinct decision for yourself. I will not lose no matter what. Yeah. It's that obviously that, that, that came subconsciously just by the way that I was raised and it's translated. And now it's obviously much faster, much greater. Now there's recognition behind it. So, yeah. And also it sounds as a businessman, you have to man, how many employees do you have? Over a hundred. That's a lot of people. Sure. And that's really admirable, but it's not. Okay. That's (laughs) it. No, I'm saying it's, it's a lot of people and it's not a lot of people. I guess for someone that has had a company that only had six employees, it doesn't matter. There's no difference. Why? Because it's all about how you look at the situation. So perspective. It's all perspective. And mindset. A hundred percent. How do you think Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, how many employees do you think they have? It's, and it's about time management, allocation of proper resources, right? Trust in yourself and trust in others. Who right? do you learn from? I learn from the world specific I know you're really into sports I don't I don't I don't have a self-proclaimed prophecy that I listen to or an individual that's like awe-inspiring there's a lot of people I'm very interested in and I'm just a curious individual and I like to ask a lot of questions and especially if I'm around somebody who's really interesting I'm a feeder no I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm a not a feeder I'm an eater So whenever I'm around just interesting people, I always want to learn something. I love that. And I think that's, those are two things that everybody needs to learn is to maintain a sense of curiosity, to ask questions, absolutely, to be open-minded. I think it's to have this humility of every day, someone can be your teacher, no matter who they are. And it's this thing where it's like, People are saying, well, I don't want to be influenced by the wrong thing. I want to stay in my lane or my box or not, again, not be curious, not be explorative. It's really just to kind of stay within a, a certain particular focal point or whatever. I think that's extremely limiting. I think, again, it's the fact that you just don't trust yourself. If you trust yourself to make the right decisions, if you trust yourself to bring in the right information and ex- ex- expel the wrong information or use extrapolate all the positive, negative information and make your decisions from there, then take it in from everywhere. 
right? It doesn't matter if a person is right or wrong. You're going to take it in and you're going to dissect it and you're going to trust your gut and you're going to trust your abilities and you'll make the right decision. So when you've made the wrong decisions yeah. and you've felt embarrassed by them, sure. how did you deal with Short that? Short-lived. You just don't spend a lot of time with Mo- it? No more than a day. <laughs> You're like, no more than 15 seconds. (laughs) No, it probably should have been even faster. I think we've had this conversation in the past where I think you need to give room for the loss. Like you need to feel the pain a little bit because it will help you. It's like getting burned by putting your hand on the stove. You feel that you need that pain because you think maybe I shouldn't be touching that again. And so I think it's important to let that live, let it fester, not for too long. I think giving it a day, maybe two, where you know what, I've experienced this loss, I made this mistake, I'm going to feel guilty about it, but I'm going to learn from it, I'm going to move on from it as quickly as I possibly can. So it sounds like you very much have this mentality that I'm going to learn from everything that happens to me. Yes. And I'm going to apply it to my goals, I'm going to apply it to winning. That's a skill. Right. Not everyone has that because I think a lot of people stay comfortable in a victim mentality. I don't know if I would use the word victim. People don't like that word because... People are victims, right? There have been many moments where people yeah. have been hurt, assaulted, whatever. But I don't think I don't like things. this place that people live in of like, everything happens to me. I like everything is happening for me. 100%. And so how do I create what I want from that perspective? If everything is an opportunity for me to learn, to grow, to have something I want, to have something I need, to give something back, then nothing's really against me. I just have mm-hmm. to learn how to strategize. Right. I have to learn how to deal with interpersonal relationship skills, time management skills. It's more I have to learn skills on how to approach things differently. So listen, it's one thing, it's one thing to it's one thing to say, it's another thing to do. And I want to preface this because everybody comes from a different background, like you said, everybody's gone through different experiences. And we can't judge what they're going through. Obviously, we understand what they need to do, but we don't know what's going on in their mind at that moment or in their lives. That being said, I think the key to what you were just saying is it's very simple. It's trust, right? Most people just don't trust Mm. because they've either been burned, they've burned, they, whatever the case may be, the information they received was inaccurate. And so they no longer want to receive that information. They don't trust anybody. They don't trust the media. They don't trust themselves. Trust is such an important piece, right? And it's not that it's like either you trust yourself or you don't. It's flowing back and forth. But predominantly, getting to a place where you trust yourself more often than not, you'll feel comfortable receiving information. You'll be comfortable in seeing the world as providing things for you not against you or is that that it's not your fault the victimizing mentality and again it all comes the victimizing mentality or trauma comes from trust because people have been burned i can't trust that stove any longer so i'll never come to it again no you got to come to it you got to come to it with a skillet we had tj woodward on as a guest and love tj i love him so much he's one of my very dear friends and People can honestly say, how did this tragedy happen for me? I lost a kid. How did this tragedy happen for me? I lost my house in a fire. He said, you apply the meaning of it. And I loved that Yeah. because you're in control of applying the meaning of that. What does that that. mean? Define that. I think it's what lesson do you want to take from that? What can you take from that? I would rather go through something really tragic 
and believe that it happened for a reason to help me grow, to help someone else, then just believe that it just happened because of nothing. I can't agree with that anymore. I think it's the same thing. It goes back to, and again, I'm not trying to get religious over here, but the same thing with God or people that don't believe in God. I don't believe in God. How can he do this to me? And, and I'm not going to go into that, but th that statement's made very often. I think there's a lot to it. And I, I think it's also because of the fact that they just don't trust the world and they, that so that they think that it's on them. And why is it me? It, it, they become, they internalize and it becomes personal in a sense. I had a thought I actually wanted to, wanted to mention and I'm blanking out on it right now. It's okay. We have all the time to think about it. No, what <laughs> you were saying about what can you learn? Oh, yes. I think that you can only learn from living in the dirt. Ugh, that is so good. You can't learn from winning all the time. You have to learn from losing. Now, Michael Jordan did say, you only make the, what was the quote? You can Google it. Yeah, let me Google it real quick. While you do that, I'm going to sing. I'm just kidding. I don't feel like singing. I do. Actually, I always want to sing. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. So I, th I think it was Michael Jordan, but you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Ah, so good. And so... I think it was I, the way it says Wayne Gretzky said that, but who knows? Two goats. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but the point is that you don't know what it is to grow if you don't live in the dirt, if you don't experience these hurtful and painful moments and traumatic events. I can't I mean, look at the past three years through COVID, right? The people that are going to grow from this winter of a life that we've had these past years are the ones who have learned what to do and not to do. And the, by the time spring rolls around in our lifetime, that's when people are going to start killing it because they're going to take everything they've learned in these difficult times through recession periods, through COVID outbreaks, through whatever, whether however you swung presidential elections, everything in the world that we've lived in for the past three, four years has been an amazing opportunity to learn about the world, to learn about yourself, to learn how to push through and be resilient. And so when the time is right in the next hopeful, hopefully couple of years, when these things start settling down, that's when you start applying this knowledge and that's when you start exploding interpersonally from your relationships to your to your business, your whatever it is you want to grow in. This is the time that you soak in that information. You don't reflect and hate and be angry. And we live in that. And everybody's these days is so angry and they're so resentful and just spiteful. And there's just so much hate going around. And it's sad, right? It's sad because this is, I look at it as an opportunity for us to be able to learn and grow internally. Because you've taken control of your mindset. Yeah. And so I think that's what someone can take away from this is whatever circumstance you're dealing with, whether it's loss, a breakup, a betrayal, a terrible work situation, a fight with someone, where is the opportunity for me to grow in this? Yeah. How can I get better at this? What skill do I have to use to 
strategize how to win in this situation. 100%. Right? It's like when I play soccer, I love winning in sports and everything that I do, right? And if I in training in jujitsu right now, I lose more than I win every single time I fight right now. But I know my body's training for the mm. long one. And one day it's just going to happen and I'm going to learn how to do a triangle and I'm going to be able to choke someone out and in an arm bar or whatever. So it is building that trust, but I think it's action plus consistency equals results. Like you have to be consistent at all of this stuff. And I think that speaks to resilience is you can't give up. Resilience mm -hmm. is learning how to get back up again. I'm asking you, when you're in a moment of a down period, right? And you're in a certain state, what pushes you to keep moving forward? It's a great question. I think each moment is different, but I've faced death. I've watched people die. My, I think I told you this one time, my, my stepdad said to me a couple weeks before he died and he was like, a dad to me, he said, I don't want to die. There's so much more I want to do here. And so I don't, I, I look at life as a gift. So how do I, if I'm a gift, if my life is a gift, what do I have to give to the world? And I can't do that if I'm wasting my time. And like you said, I go, okay, there's a time to be angry. There's a time to grieve. There's a time to cry. Mm -hmm. Time to scream in your car. There's a time to hit your pillow. There's Do you schedule that in your calendar? <laughs> That's really funny. Everything is scheduled. Ask my assistant. Yes. I think I, I know myself so well that if my if I feel like I need to express my anger, like I'll go to the gym. I have that outlet. But I think I just have this very similar mentality to you that I am not going to lose what you want. You be you, but I am not going to stay on the ground. I'm going to rise no matter what this is. I want to live the best life I can possibly have. I think it's because I've also lived in such darkness. I never want to go back there. So I will do whatever it takes to never go back there and just keep doing the best I can every single moment. And like you said, I make the choice every single day to learn, to be the student. What can I learn from this situation? If I make a mistake, I have to choose to learn from this. And if I don't make a different, if I don't take a different action, if I don't do different behavior, that's not on anyone else but me. So that's the key, right? Yeah. The key is to take action. Radical responsibility. Yes. Radical responsibility, radical change, radical action. But it's in its simplest form, it's to take action, right? There's there, there are a lot of people out there that something happens to them. They understand what's going on, right? Grasping the meaning of this to a certain degree, but they don't do anything in response to it. I think right? a lot of people are in a freeze response. Yeah. So what is it that drives you to take action? What is such a great question, Arthur? And I try to answer as truthfully as possible. So I take a minute to think about it. One of my biggest motivations is my son. Who do I want to be? What type of mother do I want my son to look up to? And who, what, if, who do I have to be for the younger version of myself that needed a mentor? So I have to just, every moment, I have to ask myself, what's my motivation for this right now? What is motivating me in this moment? Sometimes there are moments where it's my son that's motivating me. Sometimes it's I want to win and I want to feel like I had the power in this moment and that's going to drive me. Again, I just, I have this deep desire to live limitless, to live. It's my last day. What would I do if today was my last day? I had cancer. <laughs> It's, what the fuck? Today is a great day to be alive. What do I want to do with that life? And no matter what, we just have to keep going. Yeah. And I think it's important to also say that 
having that energy, that po that positive outflow, and how to respond when people around you have a negative inflow. Such a good point. Because you can be on such a cloud nine high on, on life and just like in your trajectory. And I face this myself where you have people that are surrounding you with their own negative belief systems. And it's so important to create healthy boundaries with those individuals because someone that's on that trajectory of keeping moving forward, you're going to bring that energy to their realm and they're going to try to take you down because not purposefully a lot of times, a lot of times it's just, it just happens to be because that's just where they're at. And, and I've had that with people around me that, that I love and that love me and, but, and they don't realize that they're doing it, but they are because they're not in a healthy state. And so it's important that when you reach that point, don't deflect, don't feel that you need to succumb to your environment and the people around you that might be trying to bring you down. Keep moving forward. Keep, if someone doubts your decision-making progress, fuck off. I'm going to make another, if they're going to question it. Okay, great. Thank you. Why are you questioning it? I don't believe in that. No problem. Keep moving forward. Right. Because it's easy to bring someone down. It's easy to say no. It's easy to say that's not going to work. It like, I personally felt this recently with very close person to mine that we're in this situation, this real estate thing. And are you buying me a house? No. Um, we were in this real estate deal and we're like, we need it be ideal for us to be able to get out of it, but we, ha we have to be very creative of it, with it. And I had a thought and idea and it was met with, we can't do that. There's no way it's impossible. Like it, that, that's stupid idea. That's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. And and in my mind, I'm like, I mean, you're wrong, but I'm not going to entertain this conversation. That's fine. Like, we don't have to talk about it anymore. Still maintain my thought process. And I think two, three weeks later, that individual realized that maybe there's something to this and maybe we should actually look into it. And we started looking into it. But what are my two options in that position? I could have agreed with that individual. I could have said, yeah, you know what? It's not going to happen. You're right. It's not going to work out. This thing is not is the reason why it won't work out and yada, yada, all these negative reasons. Or I could have been like, nah, I still think it's a good idea. And I'm just maybe it's not the moment to have this conversation, but we'll have it again. And I'm going to stick to my guns. And why? I believe in myself. I trust in myself. I trust in my ability. I trust that even though I can make the wrong decision, I'll quickly make the right one. That's huge. Because I'm going to learn very quickly from the wrong one. And that's what gives you the power. Yeah. It's the. It's not that it gives me the power. It gives me the ability to manage my decision-making process within a finite time more efficiently. The definition of power is the ability to carry something out. So... It, mm. That's one of the definitions. Yeah. So it does give you the power. It gives you the power on choosing how you're going to respond more efficiently the next right. time. And you yeah. believe in yourself. I think a lot of people don't have anyone to believe in them. Maybe they grew up in homes where people didn't give them permission to pursue their dreams. So you have to make the decision right now to decide that you're going to believe in yourself. Yeah. You're going to do it. And if like I was actually doing a group the other day and I was talking about ideas and actualizing our ideas Every major thing that we have available to us right now, like a plane, right? Mm -hmm. One was like, hey, 
I want to make a machine that has wings on it. And they went to another individual and said, bro, do you want to make a machine that has wings on it so we don't have to take a boat anymore, like in the sky, and let's make a machine that works like that? The person's like, bro, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we have no evidence that that could even be real. You're an insane person until someone took the risk, was willing to look like an idiot, was willing to have everyone go, hey, you're crazy. You're stupid. Yeah. And still move forward anyway. Right. And I think that's key. You might not have anyone that believes in what you want to do. You might have people. And you're one of those people that did that for me. I was like, hey, I have 10,000 dreams. How do I just do one? And you're like, don't do one. Do all of them. I was like, uh. And then I have to go, okay, so if I have permission now to do all of my, to go after all of my dreams, then what I have to work on is effectively managing my time. What's the important piece of that permission part? What's the important? Who gives it? I think initially you gave it to me or someone else will give it to someone. And then it challenges, why am I not believing in myself? So it's not that I gave it to you. You gave it to yourself. I chose to believe you. You just heard me. I heard you. Yeah. You heard me and you gave yourself permission. Yeah. To do everything. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everything. Yeah. yeah. The, it's important It's important to, um, to define that, mm -hmm. okay? Because nobody in this world is going to give you the permission or ability to do anything. Ain't nobody going to tell you that you should do something or how to do it. You're the one who's ultimately going to have to do it. And so it's so important, again, that you trust and believe in yourself and just let go. I think if you're in the beginning stages of this, you might have people that are at their lowest point and they're like, I, I don't believe in myself. I suck. Yeah. Pretend. Fake it till you make it today. Just yeah. for today. Yeah. Pretend that you believe in yourself. And what would that like life look like if a person believed in themselves? What does that person do in their behavior and act as if just for right now in this moment? What would you do right now if fear wasn't an option? If failure wasn't an option, what would you do right now? Would you make that phone call? Would you ask right. that person out? Would right. you start a company? And if you're in that push, push yourself to get into a place where even if you fail a hundred times, you're still going to do it 101 times because that 101, that's going to be the one where it's going to work. I, there's this, the, we live in a day and age where there's instant gratification. You need something right away. If you don't get it right away, that means it's not worth it. It doesn't exist. I'm not going to keep fighting for it, especially amongst the younger population, right? Where they're immediately hitting their dopamine receptors their instant gratification, whatever the case, whatever they're looking for, instant money. It's putting in the hard work and the hard work is a lot of times losing consistently more often than you would want, but perseverance and fighting through that so that at the end of this tunnel, that if you keep focusing on this, if you keep going on dates and going on dates and going on dates and going on dates, law of numbers, eventually you'll hit green and you'll win. So again, it's not about losing or winning only. It's about the fact that you just want to win and you'll eventually get there. And you'll take a hundred L's to get that one W. Yeah. My favorite definition of or quote of failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so I think that, I think one of the things that really helps me is I always have quotes in my mind every day of what I want to believe in what I aspire to believe in something like any. So for anyone that's listening, one of the tools that I use a lot is affirmations or I'll use quotes that like failure is the opportunity to begin again, more intelligent. I just thought of like Dustin Hoffman <laughs> and Rain Man when he's like walking into the casino with all these numbers. And this is really embarrassing, but I haven't 
I am. You've never sprayed it. No, I'm a horrible person. Who are you? I know it's just awful. There's, I'm such a movie buff, and there's today. I know today. But again, I think it's really important for people to hear this information because it sometimes feels relentless out there. Like it sometimes feels really hard and you don't think you're going to make any movement. You don't think it's going to change. And so that's one of my favorite quotes too is do what's in front of you and let God or the universe handle the results. Mm -hmm. Moment by moment, what is possible? Just what's in front of you. Let the universe handle the details. Joe Dispenza will say that or Joey Tabanella will say that, but they, the universe will handle the details. All you have to worry about right now is what is in front of you. Not what's going to happen tomorrow, not what's going to happen next week, but just what's in front of you right now. Because the rest is really out of your control. And Mm -hmm. I think part of being successful is really learning what's in your control and what's not in your control. And letting go of what people think and letting go of pleasing everybody. People are going to be... Everything's in your control. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. What? I I don't agree with that. I think everything is What do you mean by that? Everything is in control of how it affects you. Everything is in control of... You're choosing to take in positive energy and you're choosing to let go of negative energy. And so I... If I throw this ball at you, you had no control over me throwing that ball at you. I don't, but I have control of how I react to it. So your control is... What's in your control is your response. Correct. So you control everything. Interesting. Because nothing else matters unless it's... But you can't control me throwing that ball at you. I can have a conversation with you and I can ask you, please don't throw the ball at me again. I don't appreciate it. But that's after I threw the ball at you. That's fine. I learned from my loss. Interesting. So what's in your control is your response. Exactly. And that will determine any future things that happen to you. Because you choose to learn from that. Exactly. So now when I throw it, I... I'm quick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I, again, it's a very philosophical way of looking at things. That's that the only way I like to look at control. things. <laughs> I get it. And people are listening like, what, the fuck? what do you mean, bro? But what I the, there's a deeper meaning to that. In the end of the day, whether it's negative or positive energy that's coming after you, you control how it affects you and how you respond to it. And in turn, you can contract, control the energy that's around you. Right. Somebody who's a naysayer. No, I can shift that train of thought by communicating properly, by approaching them in a healthy way, by figuring it because that's it's like sales tactics. Right. If you're a salesperson and you're walking into someone's house and you're trying to sell them some bullshit and they don't care for it for one bit. And I used to do this. so I know exactly how it feels when I used to sell windows to people. They didn't need windows, but and they're, they're like, no, I don't want it, I don't want it. But it was my way of finding a way for them to see that they did want it and they did need it. And so what did I do? I controlled myself. I controlled the energy that I had. And then I also entertained controlling their energy and shifting it so that it meets the energy that I need. And so again, I think you do have control over everything. I think it's just, it's not as simple as saying I have control. It's complex, obviously, but you have full control of the outcome of what happens around you i have to digest that for a minute it's a lot it's a lot it's definitely something that i try to practice that's why i'm not afraid of any situations i'm not intimidated i'm not thrown off i take it as a challenge because i know i can change what and i'm not talking about the car that's driving that that hits somebody and you can't control where that direction of that car goes yeah, I'm talking about interpersonal relationships and energies of humans and nature. I'm not talking about material things that have no 
soul or feeling to it that we've created. I think that the world, the universe has given energy. It's positive and it's negative. What has been created that lives life, the trees, the animals, the people, the living, the bacteria, everything that's living, right? Obviously, you can't talk to bacteria, but or maybe you can. Just you depends can. on what you took that day. <laughs> but bottom line is you have, we are all interwoven and interconnected. And so when we live in this world in synchronous, synchronicity, synchronicity, excuse me, we're able to control how th- we affect one another. I love that. We're able to control how we affect one another. And I think that requires someone to really own that they impact the world. Like 100%. So that means you're important. Of course. No. And I, but so I'm curious about this for someone who runs a company of like 100 people, right? Nothing. That's you're being very humble. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility. Let's get real about that. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, but okay, so dissect that. When someone, when an outcome at work happens sure. that you don't like, okay, what do you do? You get pissed sometimes. Depends. That's normal. It, it depends, absolutely. And so I think that's, okay, I'm allowed to get pissed. You're allowed to get angry. 100%. You're allowed to feel disappointed because I think people are not afraid of circumstances. They're afraid of feeling the feelings that the circumstances will produce, in my opinion. Okay. What, so what if, do you mean by that? Are you afraid of not having money or are you afraid of not being able to buy your kid something? And if you don't buy your kid something, you can't. Are you afraid to disappoint your kid? Are you afraid to feel disappointed? Are you afraid of feeling sad? Are you afraid of feeling loss? I'm afraid of loss. You're afraid of feeling loss. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's material or emotional or anything. I don't, like I said, I don't like to lose. Yeah. But so if you're at work and you're feeling, mm-hmm. and now, because I want if we're learning how to build the skill of resilience and not give up, a situation happens, a work situation happens, a circumstance happens, there's conflict at work. Someone didn't show up to work on time. Someone is not performing in the way that you expect them to. Sure. How do you approach that? So it depends on what stage in my development, career, my career development that you would ask this question. If someone doesn't show up to work or they're late or whatever, if you would have asked me six years ago, I would have a much different response. I think things that... I, that affect me from a level of fear or, or anger or disappointment are much grander these days. And the thing that I'm constantly working on is trusting and trusting in the people that I put in positions to make certain calls. And so I don't manage a hundred people. I have people that manage people and I have people that manage those people. And so there's a hierarchy to creating this to creating our organization. In a sense, I don't know what happens on a daily basis at each one of these locations, and I don't want to know because it will create stressors. So I've learned that I need to let go of the little things so I can focus on the big things. That Now I'm in a stage where the big things, I'm trying to let go of those so I can focus on even bigger things, right? And so that I'm constantly learning, 100%. Nobody's perfect. I'm constantly catching myself like, Am I getting too involved? Should I back off a little bit? Should I be worried? Should I not be worried? So nobody's perfect. And this is something that you learn, but you know, that's part of it, adaptation and growing and, but not being afraid of also challenging yourself and whether and to say whether you're right or wrong in a particular situation. I have no problem. Like as much as I am 
all about winning. I'm also have no problem of saying, you know what? I messed up on that. Or I was wrong about that. Or let's revisit that. Or oh, I apologize. I'm sorry that I did that. That's important too. Really important. That's very important. And so I'm really big on that. And I think it is important in my growth process to admit, like I said, I don't like losing, but I do lose. And so what I do with that loss is important in moving forward. Yeah, I think it's really always about moving forward and also creating systems. I think the key to all is 100% creating systems and creating a process and 100%. But that's a different conversation. That's just growing a business from the steps and process. No, it's not just growing. It's relationships. It's a system with yourself. Sure. It's always about systems. Tony Robbins actually said that. You're right. It's all about systems. I think an important key ingredient to all that, and this is something that I've adapted more so into my life recently than has before is gratitude. It's easy to let go of things when you know you still got things, right? If there's, and what I mean by that, if there are certain things that just don't happen the way that they're supposed to happen, or, you know, you're at a loss or whatever the case may be, I can easily move on from it because I'm also very grateful for the things that I do have, right? Like I I know I'm not going to get everything in the world, right? That's not going to happen. But the things that I do have, I constantly need to be reminding myself of how grateful I should be. And if I don't, if I don't obtain something that I'm trying to get, it's okay. That's why I can move on very quickly. If I, listen, a lot of people out there invested into cryptocurrencies in the past couple of years. I'm at a huge loss. If I would show this to anybody, their minds would be blown. They're like, you spent money on crypto and this is the, where you're at. And like, you know what? I got into something. I probably didn't get in at the right time. It's okay. I learned from it. I still believe in it. I still feel that goes with anything. That's not just obviously cryptocurrency. That's with business. That's with relationships. Regardless, like I still believe, I still trust in my belief system in this thing. And so regardless if it's working or not working, I'm still going to fight for it. And, And it's the key to numbers and time. The more time you give it, the like the li- more likelihood that you'll eventually win. Have you seen Remember the Titans? 100%. It is one of my all-time of favorite movies. <laughs> Love it. I tell people you have to develop a coach like Denzel Washington <laughs> that lives in your head moment by moment. Yeah. That every single time why? for people who haven't watched the movie, why do you correlate that? He has his team's best interest at heart at every moment of what they do. So you have to develop a part of you that has your best interests at heart in everything that you do. You have to become the uh, like your own adult loving parent to yourself. The things that maybe you didn't get from your parents, the things that maybe you didn't have growing up, you have to give that to yourself. You have to be your own cheerleader. You know what I mean? You have to stop beating yourself up. You have to really learn how to be your own coach and a coach is always looking for ways to help their players improve. They're always looking to see how their players can get better. Yeah. So you have to develop whether it's Denzel Washington or Buffy, the vampire slayer or whoever that person is that you admire your best friend, your wife, your husband, but someone that really believes in you, what you seek out there is what you have to seek within yourself mm-hmm. to give that to yourself. And when I learned that, Oh my God, it's so freeing mm-hmm. to not need other people to detach from needing people to be or a certain way for me to be okay. That's true freedom. Oh yeah to develop confidence within yourself. Mm. That's true freedom. Mm. And I think that's what a lot of how your 
describing resilience is how do I trust myself no matter what? If my kid makes a mistake at home, all I do is support him and seeing how could he do better. And I coach him and, and I speak to him gently and then I encourage him when he, you know, when he falls down. That's what I have to do for me too. How long did it take you to get to this place in your life? It's a really good question. I've slowly gotten better over and over for the last 15 years. Okay. I'm, I think I'm almost at a place of mastering it, honestly. And it how, doesn't take 15 years. Hold on. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 32. Okay. What's the average lifespan of a human these days? What is it, 90? Well, I think there's an article that came out that's going to be like 120. That's actually exciting. Considering someone thought I was 50 recently. <laughs> the reason I mentioned that and I ask that is it's time is infinite. Yeah. Yeah, it took 15 years. How much time do you have left? Your whole life. It's yeah. So much time ahead of you. To be honest with you, it was, it's been such a beautiful journey developing my self-confidence mm. and wherever you're at, start right now. It doesn't have to take 15 years and it didn't take 15 years. It took one moment. It took one moment. That, that became, became another moment. It became another one. And I had to stop hating myself. I had mm. to start loving myself. Mm. Have to stop beating the shit out of yourself and you have to learn to become your own Denzel Washington coach to yourself. Yeah. And I want to leave one last aspect yes. to this is that it's super important to listen to the universe. Love that. The universe is talking to you every millisecond. Mm. It is giving you the cheat codes to all of this. So true. And the only way you can really grow is by listening to what's around you, being aware of your surroundings and taking it in. So it's again, it's too often that people, the answer is right in front of them. It's literally screaming at them and they're just not paying attention to it. It's like that. <laughs> it's so funny. The Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Look Up, that uh, came don't out. Look up. <laughs> don't look up. <laughs> I, whether you believe in global warming or weather changing patterns or whatever, it doesn't matter. But the point is that it's literally yelling in our faces every single day. The re reference, the point I'm referencing it is that it's right in front of you. The life's cheat codes are literally right in front of you and they are going to come at you from every different angle. And there is no recipe for success. Everybody's recipe for su success is different. The key is to be just aware of what's mm. around you. That is so well said. So the universe is always speaking to you. 100%. I think that's the number one thing someone can take away from this episode today. If yeah. the universe is always speaking to you, what is it saying to you? What is it communicating to you? And are you available in that moment to listen? Yep. And then once you listen and you hear the message, what action are you going to take from that point? 100%. Boom. Bam. Shakalaka. Let's break it down. <laughs> this summer <laughs> anyway thank you so much to everyone who listened to this episode if you don't already please rate follow review us on spotify apple and youtube we really appreciate your support we see all of your comments on social media and we love it and we love that we're helping and supporting you so please continue to reach out share your experience i love listening to what you have to say and join us next week for an all-new episode thank you everyone Take care.